0: podcast series six the garden art walk is july 10th what a combination gardens and art greg mastriani welcome thank you thank you so nice to be with you you're going to be talking to us about gardening right am. gardens gardens and how you fit into Mother Nature. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why don't you begin by telling us about how you got into gardening? What What attracted you? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's a great question. I have so many answers to that. I've thought about it for a long time um, because it is such a passion of mine. I often wondered where it came from or if it was just sort of innate. Uh, I would say it started as a small boy with my grandfather in his garden. He was from Italy and it was a serious garden. Corn, to everything, and rows and rows of it. And big barrels of chicken manure that we would you know, feed the tomatoes with. It was a serious business. He had a greenhouse and I enjoyed helping him and working with him uh, and harvesting and such. Um, and as I got older... Uh, you know, I went to school and I, I graduated and I went to school for hospitality, thinking I would work in a hotel of some sort. Um, and in fact, after two short years as a manager at the Four Seasons Hotel in Boston, um, I discovered Winston Flowers. So I remember walking into, you know, uh, the presidential suite of the Four Seasons, which at the time was the nicest room in the nicest hotel you know, in the, in the state, in the city. And, um, it was so gorgeous and it was overlooking the public garden in spring with the cherries blossom blooming. And it was just breathtaking. And on the table in front of that window was this most exquisite bouquet of Winston flowers. And it was, I say this to people and it sounds a little bit funny, but it almost changed me right at that moment. It was, it was surreal. It was like, here's this kid from Lynn, Massachusetts, you know, from Lynn, our, our neighboring town here, from the inner cities of Lynn, um, in the nicest hotel, one of 52, one of the, the the 52nd nicest hotel in the entire world at the time. And here I am. What, you know, how would I get here? Uh, from that moment on, I would say I was always looking for Winston Flowers. I was always looking. I'd walk into a room and if there was a bouquet, it would, you know. I'd go look at it and see what it was all about. Um, their, st- their shop was on Newbury street. I would oftentimes just sort of pop in and it was like, I would just go to recharge my batteries just to have some smells and some feels, you know, I wasn't buying anything. So there was this sort of from the big, from, from that point, even if I go back to the gardening with my grandfather, I was just, I was drawn to it. You had a calling. Yes. <gasps> yes, Ooh. absolutely. 100% I would say. And so from that moment From when I made that realization, after about the third or fourth time I had been around Winston Flowers or experienced them in a hotel room, I said, you know what, this is something I want to be part of. I really want to be part of this, and I don't know how I fit in. I don't really have any skills. I'm a hotel manager type. Um, So I, I reached out, and what did I do? I started in the most basic way. I was answering telephones at Winston Flowers for $11 $11 an hour. You know, this is in the 90s. <clears throat> and um, P.S., and I'm still there. <laughs> you were, uh, but, but you're not answering phones. So no, not... no. <laughs> well, some days I still do. Some days I still have to answer that darn phone. Um, but yes, I uh, found myself at Winston Flowers and, you know, answering phone calls, working for the two owners uh, day in, day out. And is this was in the shop on Newbury Street? No, this was at a design studio, okay. which was separate from the shop. The shops are small little boutique, cash and carry. The studio that I worked at was where, you know, if you called up to order flowers for your sister, you know, it's like almost a, a call center of sorts. But that's where our designers are. And we have uh, brides to be and event planners in to meet and such. So uh, kept uh, doing my thing and making people feel good through flowers and through expression of love through flowers and that's where this whole concept of people expressing themselves through flowers for me came up i remember um september 11th you know it was such a hard sad time i could talk about that for an hour but i i won't um and i remember everybody was just you know what do i do what can i do i'll give blood i'll do I was so fortunate in that I was talking to people day in and day out who were, you know, mourning and who had loved ones that were lost or in trouble or couldn't be found. I was helping people, you know, send funeral flowers. Yes. Right. So, so now, I mean, I sent flowers to one of the pilot's wives that died, you know, and I'm talking to these people on the phone and they're crying. And that's when I realized like, oh, this is my job. So my job in this isn't to give blood or to go to New York. My job is to stay here and walk all of these sad people through this park and make sure that everything's beautiful for them. You know, I really felt that. So that was not something I, I recognized till years later. Looking back now, it still gives me chills because I just, I really, um, by being at Winston Flowers, that time felt better for me because I was able to do my part. Yes. I don't think a lot of people could say that. They didn't know what to do. So from there, um, believe it or not, at one point, about 15 years in, I worked in our garden design department. So I was a salesperson, an account executive for, let's say, a client lives in Wellesley, Weston, $10 million home, and doesn't know what to do with the entire front part. So that's where I come in. I would visit her house with a designer, would talk about specialty containers and container plantings, what have you. So... I actually went back to school for a bit, nothing serious, just a few classes at a local college for for (laughs) horticultural (laughs) studies. And I did learn quite a bit, but I found that I already knew quite a bit. I mean, 15, 20 years just answering questions about how to care for orchids and, you know, telling people how to deadhead their petunias. You just, you learn a lot. It's like parenting, I suppose, right? You never read a book. You don't know but. By the end, or 20 years into it, you're sort of like, I did an okay job there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after a few classes, I said, you know what, I think I've I've got this. And um, along the way there, uh, my husband and I, who live on Elmwood Road, uh, our house, the yard is small. Uh, There was a family before us that had three boys. And, you know, the yard was okay, but it wasn't anything special. The grass wasn't growing. You know, the kids would run around. The dog would go to the bathroom. Um, and I did what I could here and there. And then finally one day I said, you know what, we're, we're going to take care of this. I want this to be beautiful. I've been doing it for everybody else forever. I want to do it for us, not for me, but for us and for the people that we bring to our house or that are in our lives or the neighbors that walk by and enjoy looking at my flowers, what have you. Um, so we actually, I sketched, I, I drew out very informally. You know, I'm not an architect, I drew out the art. And I sketched in with color sort of my, my vision. And um, I worked with somebody in Marblehead, Andrea Nielsen. And she came down and she did all the technical measurements and drawings. And she, you know, really walked me through the process. And then we hired a contractor and a, a landscape company. And we we went to town. And so I handpicked everything and lined, you know, arranged everything okay. and then the the labor just planted it yes um right like we do it when some flowers um so I was the designer I suppose and um and at that time I had irrigation installed and at that time I had drip lines put in because I don't know about everybody else but I'm too old and busy to water hanging baskets every morning like a slave (laughs) like you miss one day and they're dead right so i've got the drip lines and it's certainly paid for itself over the years Mm because i've only had to buy one set of baskets um yeah and so what i'll say now is after these years with this garden that has grown that i've tended to that i've nurtured that um i've manicured uh you know here here we are now, and I would say that gardening and presenting my garden is probably one of the most important things to me, you know, it's mm. it's, it's um, for a bunch of reasons, not because it looks pretty, but mostly for the therapeutic qualities I find. That's the one place I can go, my garden, to uh, decompress and be with my thoughts. I'll oftentimes jokingly say to my husband, like, I'm going to church. I'll be back. I'll be back when it's dark out, you know, right? Because I'll be out there all night getting bug bites. Um, so this love of the time spent in my garden has translated into love for my garden, which has translated into a beautiful garden. What's interesting is the more you love it, and the more you tend to it, the more it needs and wants right? Oh, that's the more, it. yes. So the more I trim, let's say the edges of my grass, the fuller they grow in, the more I have to trim them. If I want to keep that look, the more I feed my lawn and it greens up, it's depending on me to feed it, to stay that way. The more water I give, you know, so it's this whole cycle. Like anything else in life, the harder you work at it, the more you give to it, the more you get out. There's that little cliche. The more I put into my garden, honestly, the more I get out of it if i can take the time and spend an hour to deadhead everything and to feed my then i'll get another whole round or two or three so it is a labor of love for sure um but if you asked me what is my favorite thing in the world i would say it's gardening it's gardening i grow vegetables from seed in the winter time i have a lemon tree um so yeah that's how i became a gardener and and that's how I'm still growing as a gardener. And I'm still, a, I consider myself a novice. Yes. You know, I i do my thing. I'm, I'm good now because I've learned the hard way, right? It's like the school of knocks, the hard knocks or whatever. <laughs> it's, um, I've definitely burnt my lawn with the wrong lime. I've definitely killed, I've planted vinca in super wet clay, muddy soil, and they've all died. I've done it all wrong. So I finally feel like, ah. If I put the Osmocote out in the spring when I put my seeds for the grass out, the the flowers will really look different in two months. They'll be more colorful and robust. So, yeah, that's sort of how it all came to be. So things have evolved slowly for you in the garden. Yes, very slowly. I look back now at pictures even, and it's sort of like, oh gosh, and I, right? I suppose everyone would say that, like, oh, the first birthday cake I decorated was a disaster. I look back at my garden when I first moved in here, and I thought it was so great, and it was pretty bad. But um, yeah, it's been slow, and it's been, um, I've learned things that I couldn't have learned in a book, or from watching a show, or from you know, being an apprentice, let's say. And it's just one of those things, I think, where you have to do it and get your hands in it to understand it. Um, And then there's the whole relationship you have with it. And, Mm. you know, it's... I wanted to ask you about that. So the perennials that come back, the trees that you have, what, because they've been there for a while. They're old friends for you, aren't they? They are, and they look a lot different than they used to like we all end up doing, right, 10 years later. Um, I actually planned my garden in such a way that it was fairly casual, that it was appropriate to be sort of by the water, right? I wanted some grasses, some movement, hydrangea galore, because we're in New England. I wanted all those things, but the most important thing to me was that I also had the opportunity to hand select and hand choose different things that meant different things to me and to people in my family so for example my grandmother who i was probably the closest person she was the closest that's the best the the most intimate special relationship i've ever had was with my grandma she practically raised me Mm -hmm. and we were so close and she passed years and years ago but um I think about her every day and she had a rose garden, she had pink roses, so I planted a bunch of pink roses for her. Um, And then our friend, Jen Hamilton, who was uh, on Andrew with Tim, who passed away from breast cancer five years ago, actually, to the month, to the year, um, she always told us to think of her when we saw butterflies. So I brought in the catmint, the nepeta, for that reason, and it happens to also just be beautiful. Um, Roberto's dad passed away some years back and he was from Italy and built their house and there's just arches everywhere, outside, inside, arches, arches. So I actually found this weeping Alpine spruce that was a perfect arch. So yeah, so I have all these definite significant things that are beautiful that no one would know are significant it's very subtle um but they mean the world to me and to us and every time i'm out there and i see it and i'm tending to it i almost feel like i'm doing it in honor of that person even you know yes that's probably why i say i'm going to church you know i don't go to cemeteries i can just go to my garden that's where i'd find my grandmother more than a you know gravestone um so, yes, and I've got special trees in the front. I've got a weeping birch. Everything seems to be weeping, <laughs> which some people don't understand. My brother's I always like your your trees look so sad <laughs> you know? um the the arch has now grown quite a bit, so I'm always trimming it to keep a little you know hint of that arch still in play because that was an important piece of it um. So yeah it's it's really special it it doesn't just make my uh yarn beautiful and give me pleasure it doesn't just represent uh it doesn't just provide therapy for me but it also is a way for me to express myself and to you know in my way of honor honor the people that I love to you know I keep them around still in yes. a different way absolutely oh Greg it's been wonderful talking with you thank you so much of course and I'm so looking forward to seeing your garden on July 10th I am too it's going to be good good it's going to be a good one yes Yes, it is okay and you can see Greg listen to him talk more and of course see this garden at the Garden Art Walk we'll be there thanks Greg okay thank you Thanks for listening. Stop by again.